like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where is the standard at? We in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Redemption. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Look at Romans 10. In verse 9, that if thou, that thou happens to be the individual, shall confess homologio with your mouth, the Lord saying, your same biscuit trap, out of your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Ain't that simple? I say, isn't that simple? Now, let me, let me show you something right here in verse 12. Now, you remember when, when I talked a few minutes ago about being made in the image of God? Now, I don't know if the white guy think he's God or whoever they, or his man, I don't know about that. But this is what I do know. It's not but three classes of people in the earth realm. Now, I'm an American that happens to be black. And if I was killed by the popo and some of these famous preachers came to preach my funeral, and because I'm this color, and because I was killed by the popo. They say, we're going to see you in heaven. You can't make that statement. How are you going to put me in heaven and I never went to Jesus or to the church? Huh? So because I'm black and killed by the police don't mean I'm saved. It's, it's just that powerful, everybody. So once saved, always saved. Because God does not do no do-overs. But this is what I want you to see. See in that verse 12? For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Okay. There are three classes of people in the in earth realm today. The Jews. The. Uh, you got the Jews. And you have the. The church of God. Which is not a denomination. You got the Jews. You got the Gentiles and you got the church of God. Now, 
who is not Jew is Gentile. What's, what's Gentile is not Jew. Which means now that whoever that person is, whatever their ethnicity is, they must be born again. And being born again, that's precious. That's only one place. <laughs> that's Jesus. That's what should give us the confidence that are born again and sharing God's gospel in a world like this. Realize there are three classes of people, Jews, Gentiles, and then the church. The church, the body of Christ, is only made up of born-again believers that confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that God raised Jesus. Only those are added to the church. Can't no person just join the church. You can join a denomination. You can go where a building is with people in there. But the Lord adds to the church. <laughs> He's the only one that puts into the body the believer. That's the born again experience. So in, in, in verse 12 right there, that encompasses this salvation, encompasses the whole world, Jew and Greek, which is Jew and Gentile. But it's the same Lord over all that's rich unto all that call upon him. So the Jew don't, doesn't have anything to boast about. Talking about, well, you know, the Lord gave us law first. You know, we, we, we the seed of Abraham and this, that. Even God didn't overturn that. Everyone who's a believer today is of the seed of Abraham. So the day you confess Jesus, wherever you were, God sealed you, your human spirit. He sealed your human spirit at that time. And that seal is the Holy Ghost himself. The same Holy Ghost that came on the day of Pentecost is the same Holy Ghost that's in this building right now. Titus 3. So you notice, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? Okay, is God a liar? Well, didn't he say it? Did he mean it? Well, then shouldn't all of us be pointing people to Jesus, whoever they are, whatever sin they committed, and this and that, without our own human stipulation? Yeah. Come on, Titus. Chapter 3. And commencing at verse 4. But after the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Now watch this. It's not by works of righteousness. What is that? That is the Jews constantly going to the tabernacle, offering animal sacrifices. Those were works of righteousness or keeping the Sabbath day. Those were works of righteousness. So when you're talking about a woman that's been redeemed by the grace of God, you, you talk about not putting no law on him or her to be saved. It's all by the grace of God. So we see that is uh, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to 
God's mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see that? So God shed his grace abundantly upon us because of Christ, not because of us. So it's not by works of righteousness which we have done. And see, this ought to enable all of us to easily confess our sin. Because you know you're wrong. So what you're arguing about? Do you... Listen. In order for God's righteousness to be overturned in this earth realm because of man's work, a man feeling sorry because of what he's done, it's not going to happen. Because that system that needed a high priest, that needed a kosher animal, that needed uh, a, a Judeo system, that needed to kill the animal, that needed to put the blood in a basin, and the blood to be presented to God by the great high priest. Where are you going to find them folk at? That day is gone. That's just like somebody said, listen, I tell you what, I just got this new idea. Let me teach you to do the cha-cha. The cha-cha. That day is gone. I don't know what they're doing now, the rump or whatever they're doing. I don't know, but that day is gone. That dispensation is over. And this is the part about it. It's never coming back. Well, it, it is. That's another subject. But that day is gone. Where I have to take a bull or, or, or some other animal in order. And, and, and you know what the irony of all that is? Sin was never forgiven in the Old Testament. Now, that's something that people don't talk about. It wasn't forgiven. Sin was covered. It was covered by the blood of the animals. But the blood of Jesus does not cover our sin. It washes it all away. It's just like, okay, if you sinned last night and you confessed it last night and you come to God today, he said, what are you talking about? I didn't say you by no law. I say you by grace. And Paul says he shared on us abundantly <laughs> through Jesus Christ our Lord. So a lot of times we try to put people in the bondage to what we think. You need to get away from that because you're not Holy Ghost Junior. So anyway, God shed his grace abundantly on us through Jesus Christ our Savior, which means then that God is not doing anything for any of us. Just because we are who we are. Everything that God does for man, he does it through Jesus. Even those that are not born again, God is saving them from head-on car crashes and all that. Why? Because it's the goodness of the Lord that leadeth thee to repentance. So God can save a person from a head-on collision. But the same person that was saved from a head-on collision would die and go to hell without Jesus. Jesus is the key. And if a person does not have him, then their destiny is already sealed. 
They're forever awake and alert and tormented. Hmm. Verse 7, that being justified by his grace. See, now, now this, is getting, this is getting deeper. We are justified by his grace. When you make it personal, it's okay, I, I came to Jesus and accepted Jesus. And he justified me, which means then he treats me justified, never seen. <laughs> he treats me justified, never seen. So I'm justified. And that same Greek word justified is the same word righteousness. So how does one have right standing with God? You remember when Job was going through his trials. And he was sitting down and he looked at a tree one day that was cut down. And he saw some, some young suckers or some shoots coming out of the trunk of that tree. And Job asked a question. If man dies, shall he live again? And that answer was not affirmed until Jesus said. Yeah. And it gets even deeper than that. See, this is, this is, okay, the real fact behind all this, we were born dead. We were born in trespasses and in sins. So now what, what is it that any of us in here have to boast about? And we was all in the same ship. So when Job saw this new birth coming out of this old stump that had been, this tree that had been cut down. And Jesus told Nicodemus, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God and neither can he enter. So your acceptance of Jesus was by God's divine providence. It was the Lord that led you into that place to hear his voice. It was the Lord that orchestrated the day that you would accept his son. You and I were not smart enough to figure out, okay, I'm going to do it next Wednesday. What if you died next Tuesday? Salvation is of the Lord. Okay. In, in verse 8, this is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they who have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable, not unto God, but unto men. It's going to be hard for you to lead me to Jesus and you study messing over me. You got my money in your pocket. You lying to me. That's unrighteousness. So to constantly affirm what is right by people is to do right by people. And Dr. King said, it's always, and I'm paraphrasing, it's always right to do right. We think that we're so close with God until we can mistreat people. You can't do it. You can do it, but we shouldn't be doing that. I had a long extended conversation on this past Saturday with a young man, young black man, and I love young black men because it's, it's a whole lot of factors that feed into trying to get them all tripped up with being Muslims and all the rest of this stuff 
because of the severity and the hatred of the white man, the black man is constantly trying to find some relief, some comfort. And I, I shared with them, I don't have no comfort, no relief except it's Jesus. And, and that's what I have made the center of my life. That's what I teach. That's what I believe. That's what I share with people. He constantly was saying, well, you know, don't, don't forget the works. And I'm saying to him, okay, I, I didn't forget the works. But you can't work for salvation. Jesus did the work. I say, as far as God is concerned, works are important. But works only come in in the life of the believer into the spotlight after salvation. So after we are saved, we should be careful to do what? Maintain good works. Because not to do so is to make God look bad. What do you think about a man beating his wife? He's a deacon of the first church in the fridge there. And she's coming to church on Sunday morning wearing sunglasses because he done jumped on her Saturday night. There ain't no good works. And we lying to one another. Those are no good works. When we say that we are Christian, we realize that we are a work in progress. But the final, the final part of our redemption is already complete when we accepted Jesus. That's it. And people want to say, well, you know, um, if a person is saved and they keep on sinning, are they saved? Yeah. Now you want some stipulations on that. It's real simple, everybody. God hates sin. He sent his son to be the savior of the world. But we don't all grow at the same pace. And that's where a lot of us that are more mature need to check our attitude when it comes to dealing with babes in Christ. They don't understand all that you're saying. They'll have to grow. And we have to uh, give them time to grow. So yeah, for by grace are you saved through faith. But also don't forget that we are to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think we do much damage to babes in Christ when we want to hold them to our standard. We don't need to do that because it's not a person in here that have arrived. Mm -mm. Nope. It's always somebody doing better than you. And even with that, they're not saved because they're doing better than you. They're saved because they accepted Jesus. Not because they give to the salvation of them and the rest of that stuff, which is a good thing to do. But there ain't no salvation in it. So, so that's where we are. We are to believe in God, might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. So at some point, you got to show man, you got to show uh, uh, people to Jesus that's in you by the way you treat them. And I'm confident a lot of people don't come to a lot of our churches because of the way that our members treat people. Running games on people. That's not right. Romans chapter 4. True redemption as far as God is concerned is very simple. Well, on your way there, let me uh, stop by Philippians.
Philippians chapter 2. One thing you don't want to do, and that is you don't want to get turned around when you start talking about works and redemption. We don't work for salvation. But once we're saved, uh, even before, for that measure, but you can do all the good works you want to and bust hell wide open. It's not by works of righteousness which we've done, but it's according to his mercy had he saved us. We ought to be the most sweetest, most humble people on the planet because we got a gift that we didn't work for. We got a redemption that we didn't earn. We got a salvation that we're in possession of because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So when you think about your own salvation, when you think about your own life the way it is right now, are you glad to be redeemed? Are you glad to be saved? Even when people try to show up in your face talking about what y'all did in the 60s and all that. Man, I drunk so much that night until I just fell out on the bench. What they got to do with anything? <laughs> we did what we were supposed to do. We were sinners. We were doing what we were supposed to do. But now we should be careful to maintain good works. Now when you talk about maintenance, some people get a brand new car. You know, with 10,000 miles on it. And they never changed the oil and didn't put no maintenance on it. All of a sudden, they hear something clanging and banging and all the rest of this stuff. Somebody say, what's wrong with your car? And they'd go up under the hood. Say, when's the last time you had this oil change? Oh, I bought this car back in January 2004. And I ain't never changed no oil. Well, how do you expect for this car to serve you right if you didn't put no maintenance? Maintenance is maintaining something. I tell people oftentimes, you know, if if you think if you think if you look around this beautiful place we're sitting in, that used to be the lobby of the bank, and all the money that it took, yeah, that, praise God. But you know what people oftentimes don't remember? Maintenance costs. Now, you can't forever live in that house and don't have a painting. I mean, you you can. <laughs> You can live on, you can climb through that little hole called a door and, 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 and live up in that house forever without it being cleaned up. The bathroom, you smell it from the front yard. I mean, it's your house, but you ain't putting no maintenance on it. And some people do their bodies the same way. And this is where people want to get all hot on the collar with me. Is your body with all them teeth missing. We have to maintain. So why do you think a lot of human relationships go under the ground? They're not maintained. Well, I told Stella I love her in 62 when the Cubans were cutting up over there, the Bay of Pigs. Well, man, this is 2021. Well, she ought to know. No! You have to maintain. See, don't have me working overtime. We are, we, are, we are nice to who we want to be nice to. And who we don't want to be nice to, we ain't nice to. Which means, I don't care how we stand up in, in front of Sunday school class, whoever, and talk about, you know, a, a show of impartiality. 
Ain't nothing wrong with impartiality. It's the people that ain't in your circle the way you treat them. <laughs> That's what makes it bad. When Jesus went, who, who went with him? Peter, James, and John. And, and, and Jesus never apologized for those three that went with him. It didn't mean he didn't love Bartholomew and the rest of them. The, the Lord allows us to have a circle of people that we interact with. But the problem comes in when those that are not in our circle, we want to treat them like dirt. Now you're wrong. So if the Lord allows you to have a good friend or whatever and y'all communicate and all that, that's fine. And your friend is in the crowd. You walk up, you speak to your friend, everybody around your friend, you have nothing to say to. That ain't right. Because they are human, they're made in the image of God. So we need to learn how to be careful to maintain good works. You don't even have to like somebody to speak to them. Boy, but I tell you one thing. If we don't like you, it's going to last three generations. Everybody going to know we don't like you. Today's message, Redemption. FC3082 FC3082 It's now available on CD for only $10 And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 Or you can mail in your request to The Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 Or email us GreenwoodAcres at Comcast.net Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy and girl. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. 
come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.